Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, September 11th, 2023, the 25th of Elul, 5783, coming to you this morning from beautiful Gush Etzion, Judea, Israel, just south of Jerusalem, our eternal capital, indivisible capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. So, of course, firstly, it is 9-11, September 11th here. 22 years after the horrible attacks on the United States. So firstly, let's remember all those who were murdered in those 9-11 attacks on America back in 2001. What happened in New York City and in Washington is just another front in the jihad directed against the Western world. Israel is on the front lines in this part of the world, and on that day, the United States was on the front lines as well. Other cities and countries, London, Paris, etc., have had their experiences with the jihad and their mass murder over the years. And Israel, of course, is under a daily threat from those entities. Thank God for our IDF and security forces who protect us. But today... On September 11th, let's remember all those who perished. And on that note, let's get to all of the news here in Israel. The Jerusalem uh, Jerusalem Post reported yesterday that the mayor of Paris, Anne Hidalgo, has revoked the prestigious medal of the city of Paris awarded to Mahmoud Abbas in 2015. According to an open letter she wrote to the PA president, in the letter obtained by Israeli and French media, Hidalgo wrote that she is revoking Abbas's medal due to his recent comments in which he expressed a clear desire to deny the genocide to which the Jewish populations of Europe were victims at the hands of the Nazi regime. Abbas claimed that Ashkenazi Jews stemmed from Europe, not the Middle East, and were murdered during the Holocaust due to hatred against them for their historic role as moneylenders. I kid you not. That's what Mahmoud Abbas said, I believe it was just last week. According to the mayor of Paris, uh, Hidalgo, Abbas's comments are contrary to our our universal values and the historical truth of the Holocaust, so you can no longer claim the highest distinction of Paris. I condemn your comments in the strongest possible terms. No cause can justify revisionism. As you know, the Holocaust is part of the history of Paris, she wrote to Abbas on Thursday. Now, the Palestinian Authority is not backing down on Abbas's comments. They are supporting them. JNS reported that the PA is doubling down on what Mahmoud Abbas said. A spokesman for the head of the PA defended his recent anti-Semitic statements, arguing he merely cited academic and historical sources. What was recently attributed to President Abbas in a television program regarding the Jewish question was a quotation from writings of Jewish, American, and other historians. This according to Nabil Abu uh, Rudene, who published a statement in the PA's official Wafa news agency. Ramallah also expressed its strong condemnation and outrage over what it called a frenzied campaign against Abbas for quoting academic and historical sources. 
The statement did not name the authors Abbas was referring to. So the PA, of course, backing their president in his anti-Semitism. And we have to ask ourselves a few questions. Number one, first question I have is, why did Abbas, who is known, known to be a Holocaust-denying terrorist, why did he ever get this medal from Paris in the first place? He already obtained his doctorate in history at a Moscow university, then part of the Soviet Union, with a dissertation entitled The Secret Relationship Between Nazism and the Zionist Movement. So why did this Jew-hating Holocaust denier ever get the award in the first place? Let's ask ourselves that. Secondly, he is being condemned for this, Mahmoud Abbas, for these latest comments from even the European Union and the U.S., and as I mentioned before, the mayor of Paris. But in a week or two, I predict that the world community will forget and or will ignore his comments and call on Israel once again to enter a so-called peace process, a peace agreement with Mahmoud Abbas. So in reality, these condemnations of Mahmoud Abbas mean absolutely nothing if in another few weeks people forget about it and once again call on Israel as they have been for many, many years, call on Israel to make concessions to the Palestinian Authority. But worst of all, out of all this, Israel, let's look in the mirror here, Israel allows Abbas to sit in Ramallah and spew his Holocaust-denying Jew hatred and we do nothing. We let him sit there and he pays terrorists to murder Jews and their families and he has a hall pass. So he can get away with these comments. Why? Why do we say Why do we say Abbas and the Palestinian Authority are the good terrorists and Hamas are the bad terrorists? Or actually Hamas, I guess, since they're ruling Gaza now, they're not the bad terrorists anymore. Other organizations, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, ISIS, those are the bad terrorists. And people argue, they say, well, if we don't have Abbas, we will live in a vacuum. And I say, so let's have that vacuum. These people in Fatah have arguably murdered more Jews than even Hamas, yet we bolster them. Because we're afraid of this vacuum. Every day we wake up and another terror group is legitimized. First it was the PLO. Originally they were the bad guys and then we legitimized them. Then came Hamas. And now what are we doing? We're lining up trucks to supply Hamas with goods in Gaza. And terrorists in Hamas, just this, just the other day, it was discovered that terrorists from Hamas were trying to smuggle explosives into Israel proper or into Judea and Samaria from Gaza. And we just let it go. Like nothing happened. And as I said, the PIJ, they're now the bad guys, right? Because we don't want this vacuum. We can find ways, in my opinion, we can find ways to fill that vacuum. But letting this corrupt, Holocaust-denying, terrorist-paying, Jew-hating regime stay in power is certainly not the answer. Everyone now is talking about 30 years since Oslo. I'm getting calls from journalists who want to talk to 
residents of Judea and Samaria and discuss 30 years since Oslo, 30 years of Oslo. You know, Oslo, the worst mistake, the worst mistake in modern Jewish history to sign that piece of paper, turn over land to PA control, train them and arm them as if they were really going to fight against terrorism. Worst mistake. And here we are 30 years later. And what have we learned? Because while there isn't an active so-called peace process that we know of, the damage that Oslo did is felt each and every day. And that includes, by the way, the pullout from, from Gaza. We can add that. It's all, it's all about the mentality. It's the same mentality. You know, the mentality of weakness, of withdrawals, of concessions, of putting terrorists in charge and bolstering terrorists. It's all the same policy. And it started with Oslo. You can argue it started even before that, in the wake of the Six-Day War, when we, when we uh, failed to apply sovereignty over Judea and Samaria right there, right from the get-go. That's what we should have done. And now we're dealing with this Oslo and areas A, B, C, Swiss cheese of Judea and Samaria, where these terrorists are armed to the teeth and they're targeting Jews in Israel on a daily basis. And here we are 30 years later, still still going down the Oslo path. Again, maybe not actively, but the mentality is there. And the fact we're allowing a Holocaust denier, a Jew-hating Holocaust denier, to remain in power says a whole lot in terms of, unfortunately, and unfortunately it says a whole lot in terms of where we are. Uh, switching gears here, the Associated Press reported a former head of Israel's, this is a complete embarrassment, former head of Israel's Mossad intelligence agency told the AP that Israel's enforcing an apartheid system in what they call the West Bank, Judea and Samaria, joining a tiny but growing list of retired officials to endorse the idea, an idea that remains largely on the, on the, largely on the fringes of Israeli discourse and international diplomacy. Tamir Bar, uh, Pardo, Tamir Pardo, former head of the Mossad, becomes the latest former senior official have concluded that Israel's treatment of Arabs in Judea and Samaria amounts to apartheid, a reference to the system of racial separation in South Africa that ended in 1994. So here, again, another example of a washed-up has-been who has decided to open his mouth and use his former influence and position of power to assist the haters of Israel. These comments assist the haters of Israel. Of course, accusing Israel of apartheid isn't true but the worst part of this is when a person of stature makes these comments it gives that boost to the israel haters they don't have to then rely on their own lies and use their own spokespeople to lie about israel they can just rely on a top former israeli leader israeli leader to do the work for them and that's exactly what they're doing just go on to twitter or x or whatever it's called and see how pardo just became a puppet of the Israel and Jew haters. That's what he is now. He did this for them. By bashing Israel. And this is the absolute worst. And we've seen others, including former Prime Ministers Barak and Olmert, doing the work of the Israel haters for them. 
And now you have this uh, Pardo, the former head of the Mossad. This is just despicable and, of course, not true and insulting to those blacks who experienced true apartheid in South Africa. It is insulting, insulting to what they experienced there, true apartheid. And this is, a disgr- this is a disgrace and it must stop just helping our enemies. That's what these people are doing. I don't know why they do it. They think they're, they're taking the moral high ground here. Who are they trying to appease? Who are they trying to get points from? They are bashing the state of Israel. And again, all it does is aid and abet all of the haters out there. And you see it on social media each and every day. Simply, simply unacceptable and despicable speaking of uh, despicable some 30 arab arabs and anarchists rioted on shabbat near the town of otniel the southern hebron hills according to the spokesperson of that region the rioters were spotted approaching the community of otniel and its security patrol was waiting for them when they crossed into the town the head of Otniel Security called the IDF for help. The rioters vandalized property and equipment and destroyed a tent used by local youth for prayer and Bible study. Military and security personnel arrived to remove the rioters. Two of the anarchists attacked soldiers and were arrested, according to the spokesperson there in the southern Hebron Hills. Now, this is not rare. Nearly every Shabbat, these anarchists and Israeli radicals approach Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria and disturb the peace and try to ruin the Shabbat, the Sabbath, for Jews in these community communities. And they always come with cameras, and then they share parts of the videos to make it look like they were minding their own business and the Jews attacked them. This is part of the propaganda war we are facing here. And practically, again, they are trying to ruin Shabbat for Jews in Israel. These people... The non-Israelis who are part of this group or these groups must be deported. Okay, they got to be deported. These anarchists need to be sent out of the country. And if they are Israeli and they are doing this, causing a disturbance on Shabbat, they should be arrested. No one has the right to ruin someone else's Shabbat by trespassing and causing these confrontations. Despicable, another group of despicable people. I guess the, I guess that's the theme for today. Um, and we'll stick with that here. Terrorists from the Janin area, and they have a name for themselves, reported here by Israel National News, some sort of uh, terrorist battalion. There was a video circulating yesterday showing that this group tried to fire a rocket into a community within the Gilboa area. Apparently, this is the seventh time in recent months that terrorists in Judea and Samaria tried to fire rockets at communities in Israel. Footage, the footage of this was published. Uh, the launch attempt footage which was published. The IDF reports says they're checking it out. Again, seventh time in recent months, terrorists from the Janine area have attempted to launch rockets into the communities of the Gilboa. Remember those politicians who laughed when some predicted that terrorists would be able to target Ashkelon? 
If Israel pulled out of Gaza in 2005, you can go online, you can find those videos of politicians in the Knesset speaking at the podium, mocking, mocking all those who were issuing warnings that if you turn over Gaza to the PA at the time, now it's Hamas, if you turn over Gaza, you will get rockets on Ashkelon. And they were laughed at and mocked for issuing those warnings. Now, not only have they fired thousands and thousands of rockets from Gaza at Ashkelon and Ashdod and Tel Aviv, of course, along with all the communities in the south, but now they're trying to fire at the Gilboa from Judea and Samaria. The difference here is that the IDF can go in and find those who are setting up these rocket launchers. And that's what happened last week when a senior Hamas commander was arrested, suspected of trying to fire rockets. Either way, though, to those who said it would never happen, um, that is a huge fail to make those claims. And we are paying the price all the time for those who fought to throw 10,000 Jews out of their homes in Gush Katif. We are paying, and northern Gaza and all the other communities, the Jewish communities in Gaza, we are paying the price each and every day. And this is just another example. Drawing inspiration from the terrorists in Gaza, they are now trying to fire at Jewish communities in the Gilboa area, which, by the way, is not even part of Judea and Samaria, for the record. Anyway, um, turning to Morocco and the horrible, deadly earthquake in Morocco. More than 2,000 people, with the numbers still going up, were killed in the earthquake, which took, took place on Friday night. All Israelis are now accounted for, all the Israeli tourists who were visiting Morocco at the time. This according to Anat Eviatar, director of the development, sorry, director of the Department for Israelis Abroad at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, she explained this to Israel National News. Again, the earthquake happened at 11.11 Morocco time between Friday night and Saturday. It was also felt in two of the largest cities in the country, Casablanca and Rabat, and, Rabat, and was detected as far off as Portugal and Algeria. Again, over 2,000 people killed. At this point, there is an Israeli foreign ministry team on the ground, from what I understand, in Morocco. But Morocco has not yet accepted any help from Israel in terms of search and rescue and whatnot. I don't know what they're waiting for, if this is like an anti-Israel thing. Or according to the, the radio I heard this morning, a radio report saying Morocco still is unsure of what their needs are. Again, I'm not an expert on earthquakes, and I don't know the situation in Morocco, but I would assume that search and rescue is like right now a top priority about 48 plus hours, 50, 60 hours after this earthquake hit before it's too late. So I'm not under, I'm not really under understanding why. I mean, maybe there are other countries involved, but Israel, for better, or for worse, is an expert in the search and rescue department. Not sure why Morocco is not taking Israel up on the offer. It was supposed to, when I saw there was supposed to be a team ready to go on Saturday night, Sunday, and Morocco put the uh, put a holding pattern on the Israeli delegation, the emergency delegation who was supposed to come and assist in the search and rescue effort in Morocco. Uh, other news here, JNS reported that the 
Mossad intelligence agency in cooperation with its international allies so far in 2023 has foiled 27 plots by Iran to murder Israelis and Jews outside the borders of the Jewish state. The agency's director, David Barnea, revealed on Sunday he was speaking at the International Institute for Counterterrorism, ICT's 22nd World Summit on Counterterrorism at Reichman University in Herzliya. Barnea spoke of a significant increase in attempts to attack Jews and Israelis worldwide by what he called the Terroristic Republic of Iran. The plots being pursued by these terrorist teams were orchestrated, masterminded, and directed by Iran, he said, noting that the attempted attacks occurred all over the world, including in Europe, Africa, Southeast Asia, and South America. Two weeks ago, Israel's National Security Council cautioned citizens to remain vigilant while traveling over the upcoming Jewish holiday period. And that is where we are now, folks. Uh, this is uh, my final broadcast for the year 5783. It's hard to really reflect and summarize on an entire year in just a few minutes without even taking the time to think about it. I guess, you know, that's really what you're supposed to do is think and reflect about how you spent your time during the past year. That's what we do leading up to the high holidays. So I still have a few days to do that uh, leading into Rosh Hashanah. Then, of course, Yom Kippur and the 10 days of repentance in between. So hopefully I will get there. But I just want to take this time to uh, wish everyone out there who is celebrating the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, a happy year, a healthy year, only good things to everyone out there, all of our listeners on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Of course, a Shana Tova, a happy and healthy New Year to all of our hosts and to the people behind the scenes, including Ben Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes, and everyone else involved at the Land of Israel Network. My name is Josh Haston. Get in touch with me during the week. There won't be a show next week. Um, no, actually, there will be a show. Why not? It's a fast day, but we'll, we'll bleed out there. Please, God, we will get a show done um, next Monday. That'll be the first show of the new Jewish New Year. Get in touch with me, Josh, at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. That is how you can find me, josh at thelandofisrael.com. Send me your emails. Happy to read your comments here on the air. Shana Tova Umetuka. Have a sweet and healthy and happy new year. Signing off from Gush Etzion, Judea, the hills of Judea. Beautiful day here, south of Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Shana Tova, everybody. Have a great week, and please, God, we'll talk again next week. All the best.